Hello everyone and welcome. It's me, Justin, uh, the host of the show. You know me. We've met, not in person. Um, but if you are in Brussels, Belgium, I just want to say thank you for listening. Um, tell all of your fellow countrymen to listen. For some reason, I am huge in Brussels. And when I say huge, I mean I have tens of downloads from Brussels, Belgium. Uh, I didn't even know that Brussels was in Belgium uh, until I saw on my analytics, on my uh, podcast thing uh, that I have, the RSS feed, um, I saw that I was getting an unusual amount of listens uh, from... Brussels, Belgium. And by the way, everybody, we hit over a thousand downloads. Woo! And it only took 24 episodes to do it. Yippee! Um, a thousand thirty seven as of today. Um, so, somebody's listening. Um, <laughs> I got in 24 episodes what uh, Joe Rogan gets in the first five minutes. Uh, well, probably more like five seconds after he posts one of his podcasts. But you know what? We're making progress. We're gaining followers. I've got more followers. Um, I've got more listens. Uh, and for whatever reason, a good chunk of those listens tend to be coming outside of the U.S. Uh, from Brussels, Belgium. So, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. But actually, hold on. I'm going to look up Google Translate. I'm going to see how do you say go kill yourself in... Belgianese. What do they speak? Dutch? Do they speak Dutch? I don't know. What, like, Belgium? What is that? Like, I know it's like Germany, but it's not. Okay, I'm in Google Translate. Here we go. Um, Bel... See, I, I don't know what language to translate it into. What do they speak there? I guess I should probably Google that. Hold on. Uh, wait one second. I'm going to lose every single follower I have in Brussels, Belgium. And there's like three of them, so this is kind of a big deal. I really want to impress them. Hold on one second. Okay, apparently in Belgium they speak French, German, and Dutch. So what the hell? Pick one. What? Which one is it? It says Belgium official languages, French, German, and Dutch. All three? Like, surely one must be predominant, you would think. Like, I knew it was like... And their flag is just like German. Ger the German flag. Like, it's black on the left. It's three columns. I say columns. It's That's the best way I can describe it. It's like three stripes. Vertical. We have black, yellow... And red. 
Is that not exactly the same as the German flag? I'm going to look up German flag. German flag. Google image. Oh, okay, so the German flag is horizontal. Oh, wow. Very clever. So, <laughs> I, I don't know who came first. The, the Belgian people or the German people, but one of them ripped off the other because the German flag is a horizontal black, stri black stripe at the top, red stripe in the middle, yellow stripe on the bottom. <laughs> the Belgians, they just took that flag and turned it counterclockwise 90 degrees. And they said, okay, we've got black stripe on the left, vertical, yellow stripe vertical in the middle, and then a red stripe. It's the same exact colors, same exact pattern. They literally just took the German flag and rotated it 90 degrees counterclockwise, and boom, you got the Belgian flag. And they speak German, but they also speak Dutch. Okay, so what language do they mostly speak? That's what I want to know. Dutch. Okay, Dutch. Dutch is the most spoken primary language of the Belgium. Of, of the Belgium? Of Belgium. Uh, whiskey. Whiskey. I blame whiskey. Um, and the official language of the Flemish community in the Flemish region merged to Flam this is in parentheses after it says Flemish region in parentheses merged to Flanders like as in Ned Flanders as in Homer Simpson's neighbor the Flemish region is merged to Flanders what the hell does that mean what does Flemish even mean are you German or are you Dutch or are you Flemish what is Flemish that's the next thing I gotta Google now. Uh, along with the French, it is an official language of the Brussels capital region. So Dutch is the language of the Flemish people of Belgium, which is basically Germany. How does any of this make sense? Alright, so now I need to know what is... <laughs> I feel like such a noob. What is Flemish? Like such a fucking idiot. What is Flemish? What is Flemish? Okay, Google. Dictionary. Flemish. Relating to Flanders. As in Ned Flanders. It's people or their language. Well, what is Flanders? The Dutch language as spoken in Flanders. One of the two official languages of Belgium. Okay, so now I'm interested. The Dutch language as spoken in Flanders. So what is Flanders? What is, what is Dutch Flanders? This is what I need to know now. Okay, hold on. We, we have to peel away the layers like a fucking onion. What is... Like they're really making us work for this information. Like do Dutch people even know what they are? Uh, what is the difference between Dutch and Flanders? Okay, here's the answer. The most obvious difference... Oh, it's so obvious. The most obvious difference when talking with or listening to speakers of Dutch and Flemish is the pronunciation. 
Oh, I get it. Okay, so Flemish is to Dutch as, like, I guess a dialect is to the language. So Dutch is the language, and Flemish is like a dialect of the language. Kind of like rednecks. Kind of like from Texas. Like where I was born and raised and still currently live. You know, we kind of have our own way of saying things. And Flemish, I guess, is just a variation of Dutch. Okay. Um, even to the untrained ear, which is mine, the two dialects sound very different. Uh, while Flemish tends towards French pronunciation, Dutch in the Netherlands has more of an English feel. That's weird. I thought that it would be more of a German feel. Seeing as how they just totally copied the flag and thought that they were clever by turning it 90 degrees. Um, but apparently, yeah, okay. So apparently Flemish is just a dialect of Dutch. And it is more Frenchy sounding than actual Dutch, which is more English sounding. Okay. Well, hey. Uh, we all learned something today, and, uh, so, basically, what I need to know now is how to say thank both of you for listening in Dutch. So I'm going to put this on pause for a second while I figure that out. Hold on. Bedankt. Vur hit Lewisteren. Yes. Thank you both for listening. That's what that means. Let's see how it's supposed to sound, because I know I butchered it. Bedankt voor het luisteren. The fuck? Bedankt voor het luisteren. Actually, it's pretty good, honestly. I think I did a good job imitating there. One more time. Bedankt voor het luisteren. It sounds it sounds like you're hammered. <laughs> Normal Dutch sounds like hammered English. <laughs> oh god, I don't like what okay. That's hilarious. One more time. Bedankt voor het luisteren. Uh, well, there you go, uh, bro. You know what I really think it is? I don't think anyone in Belgium is actually listening. I think what it is is that there's probably some VPN, um, where, like, people have a VPN and it just, like, reroutes. It, like, pings off of some server in Brussels. Brussels probably has, like, this huge VPN server farm where, like, you know... Because if you have a, a, a VPN, you're, it's got to come from somewhere. And that's probably what's happening. It's probably people here listening. I highly doubt that my show with all 1,000 and, what, 24? What was it? Listens? 1,030. Oh, God, I shorted myself. 1,037 listens has probably made it international quite yet. Um, but, you know... Just in case, um, I want you people to know 
Bedankt voor het luisteren. <laughs>
each year. Um, so there's a picture here of a artificial womb. It's basically like one of those bucket seats you sit in. Um, it's like a plastic thing. They got like a, a, a plastic model of a baby sitting inside of it. And I guess this is supposed to represent what it would look like. Which looks exactly like what the Matrix looks like. You know, like whenever Neo um, wakes up and he comes out of the pink goo and he opens up like the little chamber that he's in and he unplugs the things. Uh, that's basically what this looks like. Uh, it says, according to the video advertisement, uh, the artificial womb facility concept would allow infertile couples... Yeah, sure. That's how it'll start. It'll start off as infertile couples. Uh, like, uh, oh, we, we can't have a baby. We can't conceive for one reason or another. And, and then it turns into... I want to genetically engineer a baby and have it using my sperm maximized for uh, efficiency with the mom's eggs DNA altered and we're going to grow a super baby inside of a plastic tomb and then my wife can keep her nice tight vagina. That's how it's going to end up but it's starting off as it's being sold to us currently as we're going to allow infertile couples to conceive a baby as the actual biological parents. Uh, the facility boasts being powered entirely by renewable energy. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Solar-powered babies um, for the rich and powerful who can afford to do it and have super babies. This is that's, that's, It's good to know that they're not contributing to global warming while they're uh, creating superhumans that will eventually replace all of us uh, and leave the people who don't have that much money to uh, starve to death on the uh, uh, shit-ridden uh, streets. Uh, anyway, uh, women who may have their uterus surgically removed due to cancer or other complications as presents ectolife. Uh, or, sorry, presents Ectolife. Ectolife is the name of the company as a potential solution. Uh, they even share graphics indicating that 300,000 women die in childbirth annually. Um, Ectolife is presented as the safer way that eliminates the need for C-sections. Ah, that's what it's really about. That's what it's... You think they really care about the 300,000 women that die? The 300,000 women that die uh, in childbirth annually? First of all, that's not happening in Western countries with modern medicine and technology. Because if there are any complications, they can cut mom open, take baby out, do a C-section. That shit is happening in the deserts of Sudan, where women are out foraging berries, and then the baby comes, and then they die. Okay, that's that's who's actually dying from childbirth in 2022. Not Karen, um, who, who lives in the rich part of town, and is you know, giving birth at the, the holistic birthing center. That is not what's happening. 
Um, so that's not really what it's about, but but it eliminates the needs for C-sections, um, which are already kind of like cheating. I mean, like it's not like I get that some women want to keep it tight down there. That's cool. I get it. Um, I support that. I like I like tight ones. Uh, who who really wants a, a floppy one? I mean, really, if you're being honest, no one. But at the same time, um, you're almost like you're basically C-sections. Aren't they really just like a, a stepping stone to this? What we're talking about. So, you know, first it was like, it was only natural. You couldn't do a C-section. And then as soon as C-sections were like a thing, uh, there's some, there's a lot of women that actually want to have a natural birth, but there's a lot that don't. And, um, they, they want a more convenient experience. And, you know, I don't necessarily blame them. I'm not a woman. I don't ever have to worry about this. I don't, this is not my problem. This is not something that I ever have to really worry about. And so it's easy for me to talk shit about, uh, you know, women having C-section, and, and, but I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not knocking any woman that chooses to have a C-section. I think the process of carrying the baby to term is actually uh, enough. Like, you, you, you know, I don't think you have to actually, I don't think it makes a difference if you push it out of your vagina or if you cut it out of your stomach. I don't think it matters either way. It's fine. Just have babies. Be a mom. That's good. Good for you. Um, but isn't that, like, if we're being honest, isn't, is, like, is it really that big of a leap to go to artificial wombs? Is it really that big of a leap? I mean, uh, so, uh, assuming that in, in this artificial womb, the, <clears throat> the baby could be given all of the nutrients that it needed in order that that's the only thing like you know how do you guarantee that like what is this liquid goo that the baby is going to be suspended in what are the source of the nutrients that the baby is going to be receiving um and will it be Will it have unintended negative consequences for the health of the baby? I can't imagine that you could just take a baby which was meant to grow inside of a mom, an actual human, and put it into this liquid goo and expect it to come out exactly the same. That doesn't seem likely to me. It seems like there must be some adverse side effects to that. But, um, I wonder if more people would have babies if this was, like, widespread. Like, let's say this is something you could just go do on a whim. Like, hey, you want to have a baby? Sure. And then they just go make one. But then let's talk about, okay, but now I'm thinking something else. So, let's say, just for fun, that becomes normal. And this is just how people have babies now. Uh, how long until people become intentionally infertile in order to avoid becoming pregnant unexpectedly? 
or having an unwanted pregnancy. So in other words, you could just like kind of have made to order babies. Like I'm not ready to have a baby yet. I'm not ready to have a baby yet. Okay, I'm ready. Go to this place. Order a baby. Here's my egg. Here's here's the dad sperm. Make it happen. We'll see you in nine months, ten months. Uh, when does that begin? And what if you change your mind halfway through? What if what if they think they want a baby and then they break up or they get a divorce, they separate, and then they don't want a baby anymore? So the baby's like half cooked. Then what do you do? Does like, do they just flush the baby? Like what, what do you do? I, I know that sounds awful. I'm not pro-abortion. I'm a pro-lifer. Sue me. Fuck you if you don't like it. You can make fun of me for being pro-life, but I can't make fun of you for being pro-choice. Fuck you. Fuck you. Sorry. I just hate double standards. Um, and so anyway, let's uh, let's listen to this video. I want to say there's a video attached here. I don't know how long it is, but we'll find out. I haven't watched this yet. Oh, it's eight minutes. We're not watching all this. Okay, we have animations. Introducing um, Ectolife, the world's first artificial womb facility, powered entirely by renewable energy. Just imagine the matrix, that's what it looks like. A bunch Ectolife of paws with allows infertile couple to conceive a baby and Suspended become the true biological parents of their own offspring. It's a perfect solution for women who had their uterus surgically removed due to cancer or other complications. With Ectolife, premature births and C-sections will be a thing of the past. Ectolife is designed to help countries that are suffering from severe population decline, including Japan, Bulgaria, South Korea, and many others. Why those specifically? The facility features 75 highly equipped labs. Each state-of-the-art lab can accommodate up to 400 growth pods or artificial wombs. Every pod is designed to replicate the exact conditions that exist inside the mother's uterus. What if the power goes out? A single building can incubate up to 30,000 lab-grown babies per year. Ectolife allows your baby to develop in an infection-free environment. The pods are made of materials that prevent germs from sticking to their surfaces. Every growth pod features sensors that can monitor your baby's vital signs, including heartbeat, temperature, blood pressure, breathing rate, and oxygen saturation. The artificial intelligence-based system also monitors the physical features of your baby and reports any potential genetic abnormalities. The pods are equipped with a screen that displays real-time data on the developmental progress of your baby. These data are sent directly to your phone, so you can oh my track God, your baby's health from the comfort of your zone. There's an app. You can control your baby. You can control your baby from the phone. So you can like customize. What? Oh, let me back up. Did they just say that, or did it I? Provides you with a high-resolution live view of your baby's development. A special section in the app allows you to watch a time lapse of your baby's growth you can watch and share your directly baby with your loved ones. On a video, on because your phone. babies can recognize language and learn new words while still in the womb, Ectolife growth pods feature internal speakers that play what? a wide range of words and music to your baby. Through the app, you can choose the playlist that your baby listens to. 
You can also directly sing to your baby and make them familiar you with your voice to the baby. before birth. There's a microphone. Our goal is to provide you with an intelligent offspring that truly reflects your smart choices. Ectolife improves your bonding experience with your baby thanks to a 360 degrees camera that's fitted inside your baby's growth pod you can use your virtual reality headset to explore what it's like to be in your baby's place see what they see oh my God, and hear what they VR hear headset. Using a wireless haptic suit connected to your baby's growth pod, you will be able to sense their kicks in the womb and share this experience with your friends and family members. This is bullshit. So they've got a fucking vest that the mom wears. They're showing a vest, like an animation of a vest that the mom would wear. And when the baby kicks, sensors would send a signal through like Bluetooth or something that would make the vest like vibrate in the area where the baby's kicking to like simulate the baby kicking. If like, if you actually, this is insane. Like, I don't know whether to be impressed or mortified. With Ectolife, your baby will receive the best nutrients that can support their growth. Each group of pods is connected okay, to two central bioreactors. The first bioreactor contains goo. nutrients and oxygen, which it's are supplied to your baby through an artificial umbilical cord. It's not pink, it's green, but it's still... This bioreactor also contains a liquid solution that serves as the ambiotic fluid that surrounds babies in the mother's uterus. It's rich of vital hormones, growth factors, and antibodies that sustain your baby's growth and development. Thanks to a system controlled by artificial intelligence, each baby receives custom nutrients tailored to their needs. The second bioreactor is designed to eliminate any waste products produced by the babies. Ah, that's a good, that's a good thought. The artificial umbilical cord okay, helps so there, the there's, there's red goo, there's green goo that gives them nutrients, and then there's red goo that's a waste disposal bioreactor that gets rid of the pee and poo. Because, you know, babies pee and poo inside of mom, but it, like, it's all done through... Like the umbilical cord, uh, which comes out in mom's pee and poo. So that's I didn't even think about that. Like the waste, but they had they thought of that. They have red goo for that. The babies to release their waste products into the second bioreactor. With the help of a delicate layer of engineered enzymes, the second bioreactor can then recycle waste products and turn them back into useful nutrients. This way, the facility ensures a steady so and sustainable supply shit. of fresh nutrients to your baby. Yeah, okay, so the, the, the waste the waste that comes out, they showed an animation, which you can't see, but they showed like an animation. The waste that came out gets like converted back into useful nutrients. In other words, food, nutrients for the baby. So they're just recycling shit. And turning it into food, which gets reused, and then turned into shit, which gets turned back into food, and it's like an infinite loop. 
I didn't think I was going to watch this whole thing. I might. Hold on. With Ectolife, miscarriage and low sperm count are a thing of the past. Prior to placing the fertilized embryo of your baby inside the growth pod, in vitro fertilization is used to create and select the most viable and genetically superior embryo. Giving uh, your ba super babies. What did I say? You're going to genetically engineer super babies, but this is going to be really expensive and only rich people are going to be able to do it. And then they're going to outbreed us and then we're going to be fucked. Sitting over here shitting out babies while we're picking corn out in the field like a bunch of fucking pilgrims and women <laughs> our women are going to be dying while they're trying to shit out babies on the on the farm all right hold on, let's see what is this maybe a chance to develop without any biological hurdles biological hurdles and if you want your baby to stand out and have a brighter future our elite package offers you the opportunity to genetically engineer the embryo before implanting it into the artificial womb. Thanks to CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing tool, you can edit any trait of your baby ah, through a wide go. range of over 300 genes. You can edit, By customize your baby, what I say? Of genes, the elite package what allows I fucking you to customize your package. baby's eye color, hair color, you pay skin extra. tone, physical it's strength, height, and physical strength and height and it level of I, what the fuck you can customize your but you got to pay extra you get packages they already have packages lined up packages like the bronze package the silver package the gold and then the platinum for the super rich you can customize your baby's eye color height physical strength okay first of all like you can't just, like... I mean, I guess you can to an extent. But, like... You can't just have... Big muscles come out. I mean, you kind of can. You can have a higher propensity for it. But you can't just, like, come out jacked. Or just be naturally jacked. I mean... There are some people who can, like, get jacked more easily than others. But... Not, like... How does that work? Anyway, continue. Fix any inherited genetic diseases that are part of your family history so that your baby and their offspring will live a healthy, comfortable life free of genetic diseases. Okay, well that I get, but oh, it's like, where do you draw the line? Like, at what point does it become... At what point does it become... Icky. I don't, I don't know what other word to use. Not, like I can see both sides. I mean, I, it, I can see, I can see that you know, um, people want their babies to be healthy. Like I get that. That's not, I don't have an issue with that. Um, I, I just. I don't know at what point it becomes... It almost feels like cheating. You know, it's it's like the humans. Like, we're supposed to have variations. Like, our species, we are the way that we are today because of how our species works as a whole. Like... 
And when we start playing God and we start fucking with that, like what what kind of unintended consequences are, are we going to have from this? I mean, it, it's like the conundrum of, you know, let's say that hypothetically you had a magic wand. There's a kid with cancer who was born with this disease or whatever. And if you had a magic wand and you could fix it, would you not? Yes, of course you would. And, and, and all this is doing is basically being proactive and kind of addressing that up front and, and, and making it a, to where it's never an issue to begin with. Which I understand. I'm a parent. I have a, I have a child. Like, I understand if anything were to be wrong with him, which, thank, <clears throat> thank God there isn't. But if there was, and I had a magic wand and I could fix it, you bet your ass I'm fixing it. And, but, where's the line between fixing something that would be wrong with the baby, like cancer or a life-threatening illness, a genetic disease that could not just be uh, healed with medicine? Uh, Where do you draw the line between, okay, we can fix that and that's fine, but customizing your baby to make it super, for lack of a better term, where is that line and whose responsibility is it to determine where that line is? I don't have any answers to that question, but to that question, but but we're gonna have to if if this is something that's gonna happen, and I believe that at some point in the future this is an inevitability. We're already doing C-sections, as I said. If the technology works, you know someone is going to try it. Because what do they have to lose? They're not actually growing a baby inside of them. Like, I could very easily see some people with a lot of money who can't conceive a child um, taking dad's sperm, mom's eggs, and doing basically in vitro... In, in vitro is this they mix the sperm and eggs together outside the body they inject the fertilized egg into the body and the fertilized egg then grows inside of the the mother's womb okay do that same exact thing only instead of injecting it into the mother's womb inject it into an artificial womb and you have this and if there's someone out there who has enough money and they don't have to actually put any skin in the game, in this case literally, like any actual physical part of their body is is not at risk by, by testing this idea, I could very easily see them trying it out and testing it out. And if it works, then more people will do it and then more people will do it. And then 20 years, 30 years later everyone's doing it and then you're weird if you don't do it and you you know it's always going to be really expensive at first and only the rich people are going to be able to afford it at first just like cell phones like when cell phones first came out that was a luxury like you 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 were you were somebody if you had a cell phone i mean my god my granddad he got a he got a phone that was like built into his car 
it was like in the floorboard between the driver's seat and the passenger seat in the front. It was like built into the car and it had like a cord and everything, just like a house phone. And he could take it and he could, you know, to, and, and it had a big ass floppy antenna on the roof that like waved back and forth. It was like 10 feet tall and it was it like hit the thing as you go through the drive through and like flopped and like flipped back. Um, you know, and that was like hot shit. And we thought that he was like the richest dude in the world. And now everyone's got a cell phone. You know, this is going to be the same thing. At first it's going to be like, oh, you're hot shit. You have a genetically engineered baby that you grew in this artificial womb and you're still nice and tight down there. Congratulations. Wow. Um, at, at what point does it become so common do the prices come down that it becomes so common that everyone's doing it and then you're the weird one for not doing it um because that's where it's gonna go that's where it always goes uh and, and then it's like you're being judged for wanting a natural birth what do you mean you want to push a baby out of your vagina like a cave woman you want to just leave it up to chance as far as to how your baby comes out you you, you want to take the risk of your baby coming out with a deformity or an illness like what's wrong with you that's where it's going to end up eventually you know it is and then at that point we're basically just customizing people. We're playing God. We, we, we have become God at that point. We can create people however we want them, whenever we want them. Um, and, and then where do we go from there? Oh, and also speaking of, not to mention... That once you create your custom baby, they'll be able to live forever. Yeah, let's check this out. So, scientists have provided a solution for humans to achieve immortality and come back from the dead. Actually, they have proposed a solution. Whether or not that solution can actually be done is something different. A Dyson Sphere is a megastructure that has not yet been built. That's a good sign. Scientists conceive of it as a giant shell that encloses the sun. Hypothetically, the Dyson Sphere will be lined with mirrors and solar panels that will collect the energy from the sun, and this would be an unimaginable amount of energy. I have no idea what this has to do with immortality. I have not read this in its entirety yet. Um... In theory, the Dyson Sphere would be large enough that it could be a habitable place for humans. Okay, what? And it would act as an artificial biosphere in the case that the Earth's supplies had dwindled. Okay, so they're already predicting that. You know what would cause Earth's supplies to dwindle? People living forever and no one ever dying and everyone keeps eating. That would dwindle. That that would cause the Earth's reason. So this is kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
Like, hey, you know, here's a solution to a problem that the solution is going to create. We're going to make people live forever, but don't worry. The solution to people living forever is to make people live forever. What the fuck? Anyway, uh, the Dyson, in, practically a Dyson sphere, sphere, the whiskey is really nice. The Dyson sphere would be almost impossible to create as it goes against the laws of physics. However, a modified version of the Dyson sphere called the Dyson swarm would be possible. In a Dyson swarm, thousands of small mirrors or solar panels would orbit the sun like bees buzzing around a, a hive. The mirrors would then collect the sun's energy. The Dyson Swarm could theoretically be built using robots. Uh, okay. Or people. Give them jobs. Um, they took our jobs! The robots took our jobs! Forget Mexicans. Robots are going to be taking your jobs. Um, in the process, the Dyson Sphere will work in combination with artificial intelligence. AI. The highly advanced AI would collect historical and personal data about a human being so it can make a digital copy of the human. Okay, so, oh, I see. We're not actually living forever. We're making a copy of a human and that's it. What does that have to do with the Dyson Sphere? That's the end of the article. This might be the worst article ever written. It's written by Anita Durarraj. D-U-R-A-I-R-A-J. You tell me how to pronounce that. Trained with a PhD, and this is her bio, trained with a PhD in chemistry from the University of Cincinnati. Go Bearcats. I write unique and interesting articles focused on science, history, and current events. Well, you need to do a better job because what the fuck does the Dyson Sphere or hot, or, or what would you call it? A, a Dyson Swarm? What does that have to do with building artificial humans that are clones of the old human that died. There's It doesn't connect the two. It just talks about Dyson spheres, and then it talks about making clones of humans. Are we using the energy from the Dyson sphere? This doesn't... This is... I'm sorry I wasted your time with this. I should have read this before I talked about it. But anyway, you know, the thought of scientists figuring out a way to make, to extend life, even if they don't make you immortal, if they extended life to a point to where we became really over, like we just crossed the 8 billion mark recently, I don't know if you know that, there's more than 8 billion people officially on the earth right now, which is weird because all you hear about is how people are having less and less kids. They're waiting longer and longer to get married and they're having less and less kids. But yet 
the population continues to just go up. And we're now over 8 billion people. So somebody somewhere is more than doing, they're doing more than their fair share of the baby making because if we're making so few babies, so many less babies, and the population is still going out of control, I, I, somebody's having babies somewhere. So if we continue to increase in population and that population continues to uh, live longer, and assuming that we all continue to consume resources, which I think is a safe bet, um, I don't know if that is works long term. Like I know the the Earth is very abundant. I get it, but I'm not thinking about ten years from now. I'm thinking about a hundred years from now, two hundred years from now. Like at what point do we become a nuisance? to the planet and we don't have an literally don't have enough to feed everybody is it 10 billion is it 12 billion is it 15 billion is it 20 billion uh what where is the cutoff the cut there is a cutoff somewhere earth resources are finite they don't go on forever so what's the cutoff do we know that's actually a really good question I'm going to pause this, and then I'm going to find the answer to that question, see if anybody's looked into that. Okay, so I found this article from Live Science. There are nearly 8 billion people living on Earth today. Well, this is old because there's over 8 billion now. Um, blah, blah, there's a lot of, let me see, from 1930 to 1974, Earth's population doubled again. Okay, not there. I gotta scroll through this to find where they actually. I just want to know a number. Like, what is the number that people of people that it can support? That Earth can support. Um, this is the Earth's carrying capacity. That's what they call it. Oh wait, hold on. Um, the world population is projected to reach 10.4 billion people sometime in the 2080s and remain there until 2100, according to the United Nations Population Division. But Gerland, I guess that's that guy's last name, stressed the further that demographers look into the future, the more speculative and certain their predictions become. Well, of course... The further you try to look into the future, of course, because a million things can happen between now and then. We never know. Um, one study published in the Journal of the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences found that if the populations of the United States switched to a vegetarian diet, the land used to grow crops for humans rather than animal feed for meat production would feed an additional... 350 million Americans. So, basically, we, we're already close to 350 million. So, we're basically saying 700 million Americans. Um, okay. But that doesn't tell me the entire world. 
Um, so that was not helpful at all. So I, I don't know. Um, the joys of doing live podcasts. Um, I don't know, but the point is, I guess that I'm trying to make that at some point, whatever that number is, um, you know, we, we can't just have infinite numbers of people. There has to be a cutoff at some point. And then in the future, who becomes the authority in determining what that cutoff number is? Like, hey guys, no more babies. We can't have any more babies. We've got too many people and not enough resources. And then what kind of reaction does that garner from the human population and so forth? So I can see people getting themselves into quite the pickle in the future. Uh, thankfully, I will most likely be dead by the time that that happens. So, not my problem, <laughs> uh, which is uh, what few previous generations have said that about shit that we're now dealing with. Thanks, Grandma. A white model who changed her race claims her babies will come out black. Yes, this is fun. This is uh, what people actually think. This is like the whole transgender thing where they think that men can actually have babies. Now a white woman who transitioned into being black honestly believes that her babies will come out black. Well, let's see. That could just be a headline that is... Uh, clickbait so let's see okay so martina big okay her last name is big that can't be right um a 30 year old german model if this woman's a model the women in germany must be so ugly by the way if this woman is a model she looks she looks like a man she looks like one of those recreations of what a Neanderthal look might have looked like. Like when they when when they make the clay faces of someone of like they found a piece of a skull of a Neanderthal and they're like, oh this is probably what the caveman looked like. Uh this is what that lady looks like. Um and she's apparently a model Maybe she models for the Museum of Natural History and she just stands very still in an exhibit holding a uh, sharp, pointy stick wearing animal skin. Uh, that's the only kind of model I could see this woman being. But um, says uh, she has been receiving melanin injections. That's your skin pigment. Apparently you can get injections to, to have more melanin for two years, uh, claiming... While making an appearance with her new husband, Michael, on a TV show that she will give birth to black babies, but she has revealed that they are not planning to have a baby. Okay, so what she's saying, okay, so she's doing the I totally would but argument. Like, I totally would have black babies, but 
I don't plan on having any babies, but if I did, they'd totally be black. Actually, that's, that's not really how that works. The woman who now identifies as black, and she can, by God she can, if a man with a beard can identify as a woman and try to convince me that they can actually have a baby, which they literally can't, it's not up to me, they just literally can't, they don't have the equipment, but anyway, if they can do that, she can identify as black. And you have to accept it. You have to. In fact, in fact, this woman identifying as black makes way more sense than a biological man identifying as a woman. Way more sense. Let me tell you why. Because the only difference in races, really, is a variation in the amount of pigment that is made by the body, which is a brown pigment called melanin. And the more you have, the more your body makes, the darker you are. That's really what race is. We're, there's no really such thing as black and white. We're all just shades of brown. White people, guess what? They're not actually white. They're actually a very light brown. Did you know that? And did you know that black people are just a very dark brown? Because we don't have... There's not different skin pigments. There is one skin pigment. It's called melanin. And it's all the same color. The only difference between one person and another is how much of that brown pigment their body makes you make more of it, you got more of it, you're darker. You got less of it, you're less of it, and you're lighter. That's really it. Okay, so that makes way more sense. I can go outside and tan and become very dark, much darker than I am now. That's possible. That is a biological possibility. That's rooted in science and it makes sense. Now, she's supplementing that. But what she's supplementing is something that her body already does. She's, she's not doing something that her body doesn't actually already do. And then claiming that her body's doing something that it biologically is incapable of doing. So that's different. So that's what she's doing. That's actually way more believable. Now, I still don't think she's black. She's not. But it's easier to make the leap, objectively, from a scientific standpoint, to say that this lady who is white identifies as black. It's easier to make that leap than it is to say that a man can be a woman, because that's literally biologically impossible. Anyway, to continue... The woman who now identifies as black says her doctors assured her and her white husband's babies would be black. I'm going to read that again because I don't know if I read that correctly. The woman who's white, her genetics, her DNA, tell her to make a certain amount of pigment which is a low concentration, relatively speaking, 
which is what we call a white person, and her husband, who also has DNA that commands the body to make a low amount of melanin, that somehow, when those two DNAs mix together, they're going to make a baby that somehow magically has DNA that tells it to make a shit ton of pigment and make the baby black. What we call black. She further added that the baby would be black or milk chocolate or a little bit light. Yeah, it'll be a little bit light. Oh, but you know what? We're not planning on not having kids, but we totally would if we could. You know what? Why don't you just artificially grow a baby in a plastic bubble like the Matrix floating in green goo like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Revenge of the Ooze and customize your baby their genome to produce more melanin and then it will actually be what we call black. When asked about her transformation, she disclosed that her hair is changing and growing curly and dark. She claimed that her eyebrows and eye color have also changed. Listen, woman. All you're doing is injecting a liquid into your bloodstream that is dyeing your skin cells dark. It has nothing to do with your hair or your eyes. You have lost your mind. She revealed her new look. Um, <clears throat> oh, wait. Oh, my God. Wait. Before that. Before that. Oh, I found a bigot, everyone. I found a bigot. This says, after the show went viral, people slammed her with comments. One person wrote that nobody can change their race. And it's in everyone's DNA. I found a bigot. Everyone, I found someone speaking objective truth. This person is speaking objective truth. We must we must cancel them. Um excuse me, sir. Um it is in everyone's DNA. You mean like the sex chromosome combination of XX or XY which makes you have certain parts that the other ones don't and have a certain concentration of testosterone versus estrogen that leads to certain developments of body parts in ways that the other sex is not able to do? You mean like that? You fucking bigot. The Race Equality Foundation has criticized her. Oh my god. Wait. The Race Equality Foundation has criticized her for claiming that she has a limited understanding of the difficulties faced by ethnic minority. But guys, she is an ethnic minority. She's actually black. She is an ethnic minority now. No, what do you mean she's only 
taking injections that what is is this not what trans people are doing are are they not injecting themselves with uh chemicals that would uh chemically castrate uh young boys or get on hormones and puberty blockers that would make young children who are biologically female or male to stop developing as their biological uh, as their DNA would otherwise tell them to develop as and make them be something else that they're not actually is this is is that not what's actually also happening so it sounds like the race equality foundation is full of a a bunch of fucking bigots uh, someone needs to look into this um, and cancel these people. You know what? I'm going to do a little bit of digging here. Just give me a second. I'm going to see which one of these um, terrible, terrible people who thinks that you can't just be whatever you say that you are, despite your DNA. I want to see who these people are, and I want to bring them to light. Oh my god, you guys. I just looked it up. The chief executive of the race equality foundation it's a man or at least i'm assuming it's a man based on everything i know about humans could be a woman maybe he's had a baby maybe he has carried a baby to, to term and he's currently breastfeeding a baby i mean just because he's wide-shouldered and has a mustache does not necessarily mean anything. But his name, this person's name, is Jabir Butt. B-U-T-T. Last name is Butt. <laughs> Straight up Butt. Um... I found the Race Equality Foundation, their website. Um, Jabir has a key role in Health and Wellbeing Alliance, which has helped create better conversations between the black and minority ethnic-led voluntary sector and the Department of Health and Social Care, NHS England and Public Health England. So... He's in England, like their headquarters are evidently in London. Um, and he is a Middle Eastern man. And he is advocating for black, the black community? Black and minority ethnic led. Okay. He is also co-investigator on the $1.3 million National Institute of Health and Care Research, uh, NIHR-funded extension of the Virus Watch study focusing on COVID-19 and the black, Asian, and minority ethnic and migrant communities led by Professor Robert Aldridge of the University College London. Jabir also sits on a number of other boards and committees. He was awarded an OBE, I don't know what that means, in the 2013 Queen's New Year Honors list for his services to health equality. 
You guys ever seen Friends, like where uh, Chandler, no one ever can ever figure out what it is that Chandler actually does for a living? That's kind of how I feel reading this. Like, like I feel like the guys in Office Space, where they're like, what is it that you do here? What does the guy do? He has... He, he helps to have conversations about things related to minorities. So he's like an admin. But how do you make money doing this? Oh, I know. Private citizens donate money. Rich people as a tax as a way to avoid taxes and and then you you use your connections to do them favors under the table which in turn yield them more of a return on their investment than they have paid you i understand okay i get how this works and and then we advertise to the public that we're just Good, wholesome people that are just doing the Lord's work. Just trying to make it equal for minorities. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Keep telling yourself that. Anyway, this white lady identifies as being black. Uh, and if you say otherwise, you have to justify to me why that's not okay, but a man biological man identifying as a woman and vice versa is perfectly acceptable you you just uh, listen i'm open to hearing your argument i'm open to changing my mind i'm actually kind of hoping that you can convince me but i don't i, I have yet to hear a compelling argument i'll all that happens is anytime I ask a question about it, or even raise, like, or or even act like I don't understand because I don't, then I'm treated as less than by a certain group of people, and everyone... Most people agree with me, yet they're just too afraid to say anything because they're afraid of getting canceled or whatever. Um, so, I don't know. Um, you just you just have to you have to justify to me why one is okay, one makes sense, and and the other one doesn't. Just just tell me that. Um. I think I'm going to end there, actually. I had some other stories I was going to get to. I was going to talk about Elon Musk's Neuralink. I was going to talk about Wuhan Lab, COVID being a man-made virus, Liver King, and alien stuff. But I think I'll save that for next time. So, um, thank you for listening. Um, that's it. I'd never know how to end these things. I'm not good at the dismount. Uh, so I guess I'm just going to stop talking. And once again, uh, just in case you didn't hear it earlier, one more time. Bedankt voor het luisteren.